Hello, and welcome back to the Real Hits of the Housewives. Thank you guys for being here. Today we have a repeat guest. Our second guest ever, Erin Byrne, is back. And oh my God, what a treat. She is hilarious and just like so astute. And God, I've, I mean, guys, I really can't even properly emphasize how good of a time I had. Um, I mean, she's also my very good friend. So, you know, we had we had fun anyways. And it was really nice to see her in person instead of recording on Zoom. Um, but regardless, we had a really good time covering an OC episode today. And I think you guys are going to really like it. Um, and that's it. I mean, I don't have much housekeeping, guys. I'm still looking for a new host for Sweet Home Summer House. I'm thinking about maybe having a rotating cast of hosts um, based on some interest and some people's availability and their ability to commit. But in the meantime, while we're working it out, I'm going to be releasing regular bonus episodes. Plus, I'm leaving town and I'm actually going to be seeing some out of town friends in a couple different cities that are Housewives fans. And so I'm thinking about doing some special episodes where we just do like quick little, not full episodes, but just like quick little bonus episodes. So you might get, um, the bonus episodes might just be on a weird schedule. You might get like one on a Saturday and then two on a Tuesday and a Thursday, you know, we're kind of just rolling with it. Um, cause I just want to give as much content as I can until I really lock down that, uh, sweet home summer house ho- co-host. So, you know, anyways, love you guys. That's it. Enjoy. You know, he just gets in the way. Well, he likes to be part of it. And I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Welcome back to the podcast, Aaron Byrne. I cannot believe that I'm here. That I'm here again to talk about my favorite thing. I know. One of my favorite people. Uh, Well, I'm glad. I mean, the last time we did it on Zoom and I feel like, you know, I'm such a fucking loser. Like, whenever 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 I reach out to people, I'm always like... You know, back in the day, in the pre-pandemic days, no one was recording podcasts digitally or like no. on Zoom or Skype or anything. And so it was just understood that we could all hang out. And then now I'm in this phase where I'm like, okay, if you have a busy schedule, important person who I'm asking to be on the podcast, we can Zoom. Or you could like come over and we could hang out and we can make a whole thing of it and I can get some snacks or like whatever. And I always feel like such a, I feel like the loser girl that's like asking the popular person to hang what out. What are you talking about? <laughs> you are creating a forum for the intellectual elite to discuss the greatest pop culture tentpole of our lives and every time someone comes over they have the best time like we have so so much fun I give them a candle as like a parting gift it's you know we we have my home is lovely we have a delightful time I didn't even know about the candle oh you're walking out of here with a candle (laughs) my dude Oh my gosh. But I do get a little self-conscious. And also don't forget, I did say have me back on the show. (laughs) Okay, good, good, good. I love that. (laughs) Well, it's fun. I mean, like it's, uh, it's like a little bit of a troll kind of trying to find guests. And so that's one thing. But then on top of that, I'm just like, if it's been a while, I'm like, let's fucking do it again. It's fun. I know. Uh, and I can never stop talking about and it. And also, I think sometimes when I had initially started, I was worried about having repeat guests because we talk about our history. Um, but what I have found is like there's so much happening. Like we've got New York and Beverly Hills on right now. And Potomac. 
and <laughs> and Potomac and like we just got the Salt Lake City trailer there's all this stuff happening off camera there's all stars there's all these things that it's just like oh we end up talking about our history with it we end up talking about what's currently happening in the Bravo Cinematic Universe like we are there's so much to talk about that I mean it's so silly yeah this could basically be a 24-hour live oh my god this would be love island style yes a new episode every day every day do you watch love island you know i don't i'm not so i've watched some love island yeah obviously during the pandemic i was just like bereft how how can i turn off my brain Mm -hmm. and but i've like never liked the bachelor or the bachelorette Mm -mm. and generally I really can't explain it. I'm just like very turned off by the idea of finding a partner on a reality show. Well, because we all know it's bullshit. So it's hard. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. And it's also it's like, I don't know. It's hard for me to watch because some people do take it really seriously. Mm. And then I'm like concerned for them. Mm. But then I like watch... (laughs) <laughs> it's like the the housewives are you know yeah those people concerning. are not doing okay yeah. <laughs> you know so like what <laughs> I don't know and um but like the the bits that I've seen I've enjoyed I think that there yeah. is there is something to be said for just like incredible dialogue mm-hmm. in a nonsense accent yes yeah okay so I am I've never been a Love Island person Mm -hmm. since the US version premiered like four weeks ago or something I was like okay let's let's do this I'll because I I'm not gonna go back and watch I'm just not gonna go back and watch like a 40 episode something of something that I'm not already dedicated to so I've been watching Love Island and I'm hooked great I will say it is it's very bachelor in the sense of like these are the most boring people in America um and so there's just like uh, I mean there's a guy on this season of American Love Island named Jeremy who has somehow not been eliminated even though every episode every time they have an elimination I'm like, literally, what is this person doing here? He has given us absolutely nothing. He has like a vocal tick that's really obnoxious. Like he's doing that thing that is very popular right now that white people stole from black people where they put not in front of everything. No, 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 Mm -hmm. no. And he does it in this sing-songy voice. And so it's like you don't hear him say regular sentences. He only says it in this weird sing-songy thing where he's saying not the whatever and has given us absolutely nothing. And I don't understand why he's still there, but America loves him, which I guess makes sense because America's boring. Yeah. I mean, listeners, you you can't see, but uh, my eyes have rolled back all the way. Oh, they're in the neighbor's they're, yard. Yeah, they're, they're gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's I just very, can't. How, okay. So here's my point is that I do think that probably the UK version is superior because the I have seen that it's just a little crazier and a little kookier um but I oftentimes can't understand their accents which means I really have to pay attention when I'm watching it and that is not the point do you not use subtitles you know what I absolutely do not and I never will (gasps) okay well I feel like honestly this could be the whole discussion of of this episode (laughs) I I watch subtitles on no, uh, no, no. Listen, you're, you're. There's two kinds of people. There's people that they put the subtitles on for everything, and then there's the people that don't. And it's not that I will never. And I think that I would if I was watching it. But that is the point: is that I have to watch it because I yeah. have to read. Yeah. So 
you know, that kind of defeats the point. Yeah. Mo- I mostly watch it. I mean, I certainly watch it if there is like a British accent or yeah. like something like that involved. But like my hearing is not great. I did mm. grow up listening to my like, what were they called? Hip clips. Just like super loud in my ear. <laughs> like my MP3 player turned up all the way. Okay. Um, I'm old, everyone. And, um, and I just like it gets garbly for me mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. I can better understand what's going on if I can like but I, I don't it's not like for I don't like getting distracted because all I'm doing is reading and I'm not really paying attention to the performance or what's happening and then also sometimes the subtitle is comes up before they say it and I'm like uh spoiler alert yeah. you know yeah um but I will say I watched Grey Gardens for the first time so when I was home when we did our last one yeah my parents it, I was home for a month and so my parents and I hit this routine where it was like we would work all day and then we would have dinner together and then it'd be like all right what are we watching tonight just the three of us and so we did Grey Gardens and my dad was a subtitle person so I spent that whole month doing subtitles on everything and when we watched Grey Gardens I was like oh thank god the subtitles were on for this one because that is one that you can cannot watch without them no otherwise it's just like screaming indescriptively I don't even know for two hours yeah 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 I'm yeah it's it's not a point of contention in our marriage but my Mm. husband doesn't I mean so like basically the compromise that we've hit is that like if I'm watching I can do whatever I want if we're watching together and it's not a comedy subtitles because Mm. sometimes it can um preempt the joke yeah which is like not as enjoyable no it's not as enjoyable I'm so lucky that the person I'm seeing he is that was when we went to go watch something once the subtitles automatically were on and I had a moment where I was like are you the person that watches and he said no (laughs) (laughs) and I was like well I don't know. I like to read, so. Um, well, <laughs> well, you know, not all of us are intellectuals, Aaron. Okay. Some of us have Real Housewives podcasts instead. <laughs> um, did you watch the Salt Lake City trailer? I haven't yet. I'm saving oh! it. I know. I know. You know what? This is something that I do to myself on purpose. Um, if I, if I'm like, uh, so currently I have a lot of like big life changes happening. You right. Know, like I'm moving. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so I like, I'm the kind of person who likes to like work in sprints. Uh So like I will have a sprint part of my week and then I will have kind of like a, I call it, call it plugging myself in. Mm. Yeah. That's (laughs) a fair, (laughs) that's a fair title. Um, so I will bank Mm. stuff Mm -hmm. for me to watch. So right now I have three uh new york episodes banked i just caught up on beverly hills Mm. which i'm grateful for and um i'm saving the salt lake city until like after i like hit this one task like yeah on my list you know it's so interesting because they have a race obviously well you're caught up on beverly hills they had that race conversation and it's really interesting to see how um Beverly Hills is doing that versus how New York is doing that because New York is so unenjoyable no it's hard to it's watch. a chore yeah yeah I'm not surprised that you're like I would absolutely be up on my Beverly Hills before I would be up on my New York because, yeah it's like I'll get to it oh my god it's so I mean Ramona is just such a terror but even like it's interesting because I think that the people who are driving it is we have Ebony 
on New York and then we have Garcelle mm-hmm. and Crystal a little bit mm-hmm. on Beverly Hills. And I just think that Garcelle might be the most equipped person to be on a show like this. It's really stunning. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I know that she does the talk. And so she's like a seasoned like host and interviewer and things like that. But just the way that she can also be present as a housewife and bring something interesting. It really is amazing. Yeah. I I feel like there were some times, especially when Denise was on the show, that they're mm-hmm. that they like that like the will of the show was trying to trip her up. Yeah. Um, and she just could not be taken down by it. Mm-hmm. It's really she's like Hall of Famer for me. I oh, love Garcelle. Incredible. The way that she I watched the clip of Dorit talking about her help at the dinner table maybe four or five times just because I needed to like play by play it of watching Dorit say something absolutely heinous and so tone deaf and out of touch in such a way that was just like she didn't realize even remotely how she thought she was being she was contributing positively to the conversation and then for Kyle to look at Garcelle Kyle for Kyle (laughs) to look at Garcelle and Garcelle to look back at her (laughs) and then Garcelle to say so gently like but are the only brown people in your house the help like are they simply the help to you God bless Garcelle for her for her patience and also for like teaching the world's stupidest white woman I know. about shit that she should already fucking know. Pardon my she, French. Listen, she's a child of the world. <laughs> she's a child. <laughs> Wait, okay. Have, I've been noticing some speculation about this on Reddit. Have you noticed that her... You know how much I love you. That you fucking come here with your Reddit intel. I got my notes. I love um, it. That her accent feels more... Baited. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like... What's happening there? <laughs> Listen, Dorit, what's happening there? <laughs> to me, that has been like her entire the experience. The title of her memoir. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what is happening there? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. She's also like, she's a little in the shadows this season. Yeah. I noticed she was, I mean, I know she had COVID, but like there was a whole episode where she wasn't even in it. I do wonder, I do wonder if she is sort of like seeing what's going down. Cause she hands down has the most shady finances of anyone on that show, obviously outside of Erica. And I feel like she's seeing what's happening and she's like, yeah, just like, how can I make myself seem less boring or seem more boring? So it's like, yeah. Well, how about I say nothing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like we have, we've talked about this and like Lisa Rinna is certainly like a, a prime example of this, but like, unless you are leading your storyline, your storyline happens to you. Yeah. And I think that that's already happened to Dorit mm-hmm. several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juicy Apple, stuff with LVP. <laughs> Juicy Lucy, whatever. Juicy. What was the name of the? What's the name of that dog? No, you weren't. You were that. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy. Oh yeah, Apple Juice juicy dog. Apple. <laughs> apple Juice dog. And now she, now she's just like she. I feel like she's on the defense, right? She's just like yeah. trying to like 
be an ally although we see how well that's going (laughs) going great for her going fucking great she has said three things this season one of them is i'm not english stunned because she was like she couldn't understand that her accent is absolutely chaotic and the other thing is like i love brown people they're the help yeah like babe what bad oh it's so bad it's bad and also for kathy it almost felt like i was like who wrote this line for you when she brings up the concept of not seeing color and tells us that michael jackson told her that he didn't see color and that's supposedly how she feels we should all live i was like who wrote that line for you (laughs) who wrote that line for you someone's got to be writing for kathy there's no way there isn't someone writing for kathy it's too good. The fan shit, the Red Bull in bed. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. But see, you know what I like about her is that like she has nothing to lose on this show. No. She's got old money. She's, She's got nothing rat. to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's like, listen, if, if all of the things that Paris has done her entire life couldn't take down their empire, then certainly nothing she says on The Real Housewives is going to have a goddamn effect on her life or her wealth or her legacy. She has nothing to lose. Mm -mm. She could be acting a psycho fool on this show and she's not going, it's not going to affect. No. Not, not when you have that kind of money. No, I agree. It's, there's, um, I mean, generally, I don't think that that type of housewife is interesting, but the fact that she's Kyle's sister and that, I mean, the whole big Cassie legacy. She's a kooky. She's so... The family is crazy. Yeah, they all are very bizarre. I mean, we remember how, how weird and strange Kim is. It's like a... There's like a special delusion that happens when you have like quirky personality characteristics and then you get put in these circumstances like they've been child stars, they've been uber rich, they've been famous, like they've been all of these different things. So of course they're fucking strange and psycho. Yeah. But I love love to watch. Her. Oh, I love, love to watch. her. Yeah. I mean anything she says, especially this this episode when she was like, I don't know her <laughs> about Erica. Just so quick to be like, I don't know her. Oh boy, dude, that I I had really low expectations for how this season was going to play out, and it has far exceeded it. Just Agreed. because I think the way that Erica is handling this is so misguided that I had I could have speculated a million different things, and like this is really going above and beyond. Yeah, it's kind of nice too because I feel like once you're as versed as we are there aren't a lot of surprises mm-hmm. um i do think it's interesting that like this is thematic like the yeah. like the legal troubles mm-hmm. um are are a huge theme in the past like few years of all of the franchises mm-hmm. it used to be kind of like oh it's a shocker thing right because i yeah. remember when oh my god Teresa, Ter- exactly uh, that was like like when she went to jail does everyone remember that Teresa went, to, went jail? to prison for 11 months? Yeah. Went to prison. Like we forget. Yeah. You know, and we also forget how much of a shock that was. Mm-hmm. Now it feels like to have a housewife come out and have a big tax lien against them or something is just like par for the course. Yeah. Exactly. That's probably required when they're casting. <laughs> 
they probably turn away housewives that have the money that they actually have. I believe it. Have you paid your taxes? You're not moving on to the next round. <laughs> like, it's so, you know, we're so used to it, but it's interesting because it is super thematic. It's happening with Erica. It's happening with Jen Shaw. And not to spoil your uh, experience watching the trailer, you but never could. they bring up Mary's cult leader suspicions and she also yes (laughs) I didn't think that we were gonna get that this early on I thought that they were gonna let Mary be a cult leader for like three seasons before Mm -mm. we talked about it Mm -mm. it was gonna be all about the grandpa fucking you know (laughs) like you you pick your poison one at a time it wasn't hitting as well I think as they thought no yeah well grandpa doesn't always hit so well um (laughs) in zing stupid i hate myself (laughs) (laughs) but she just had those charges put against her two weeks ago for unlawfully housing a runaway uh it's not good (laughs) it's not good bitch no um but what i said on last week's episode is that i pray that there's like some investigative journalist who's been living in utah for a year making a long-form podcast about mary's cult (laughs) and if they're not they should be yeah or it's ronan farrow (laughs) oh my god i was like i said ronan if you're listening Because I know you are. Take care of this. I know that you're listening to this podcast. I know no, you are. Probably he's like li- he's probably living in Utah right now, trying yeah. to figure it out. He's waiting. He's trying to Boots figure it out. Boots on the ground. <laughs> I'm already there. But yeah, I mean, so we might we might get like a legal scandal with her sooner rather than later as well. I can't wait. Uh, I love it. I love that Schadenfreude. It really is. It's perfect. It's the reason that we're all here. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's like. I, it's funny. Um, so my, my husband watches with me a lot because mm-hmm. I. Is a good husband. He's a good husband. Yeah. And also I'm always watching it. Yeah. So. I mean, <laughs> so you can't like you, avoid it. Yeah. If you come into the room, I'm probably rewatching or mm-hmm. something. And um, he's like, why do they apologize so much? It's like everyone's always apologizing or mad at the way that somebody apologized to somebody else. And I'm like, what you need to understand fundamentally is that none of these people have like any kind of emotional intelligence yeah. that's significant. They don't know how to talk or interact with people. So of course their apologies are going to be terrible. And of course it's going to be a constant like back and forth about like, it's a lot of bean counting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and he's like, well, is that interesting to watch? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching it. It's Yes. And I'm like, yes, this is all I want to watch. It is funny how like... You know, prior to this, I think that Beverly Hills was, especially with the apple juice situation, <laughs> juice, Lucy juice, whatever. Um, the juice is loose. The ju- <laughs> <laughs> um, Beverly Hills was almost making a name for themselves as like the franchise that can't let it go. Yeah. And they'll stretch anything out a hundred over a hundred episodes. And I think really people really hated that for a while, but then they got to a point where they were like, actually like the banality of it is soothing to me. It is. It, yeah. Like I, I can see that. I can see how if I'm watching New York and they get in these fights where it's like, 
it would take me two weeks to forgive someone and they do it the next day. And then we move on to the next thing, how that serves one thing for me. And then how harping on like a singular text message and a use of a word and it could drag out for, I mean, like, I think the whole Sutton Crystal thing dragged. I'm like, why are we still talking about this? This is so stupid. I'm, I'm 100% in Crystal Camp. For oh, that. my God. How could you not be? Absolutely. And violated is absolutely the correct word. Oh, my God. And also yeah. just like she actually does have a certain level of emotional intelligence because she said things like she was like, just because you are interpret, I am using the definition of this word. I'm using this word correct just because you have associations with it to something else I'm not gonna back down that's not my problem that's not my fucking problem yeah oh yeah the way she handled that was so good and I think that it really was a great way to handle a person who is having a a meltdown and staying very true to that and while also standing up for herself and being like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back down because this person is having a bigger emotional reaction yeah a star a star mm-hmm. I love her I think she could like really emerge forward to lead this franchise I would love nothing more mm-hmm. just her and Garcelle just get rid of everybody else oh my god Kathy I know and I don't like that I feel like with this week how Sutton was vi- Sutton is no nonsense when it comes to Erica and she fully pulled everyone together and was like I think that we are putting ourselves in a bad position basically supporting her on TV and I'm like okay but can we all not be so quick to forgive Sutton because she did do something racist and terrible just a few episodes ago just because she's handling this situation well because it has to deal with wealth and she's familiar with that like can we please not just fucking forgive her immediately and because all the all the memes online are just like Sutton and Garcelle like getting the facts and stuff like that and I'm like we can we not forget Please, I'm begging you that yeah. she was a villain a few weeks ago. She is. Yes. 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 And also, I thought that Crystal's pants were fine. Oh my God. I the would never choose thing, it for myself. The, I mean, the funniest <laughs> thing that has ever happened on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is when she went to say, Your ugly leather pants. And she said, You're ugly. And everyone went, No, 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 no. <laughs> Because they fully thought that she was about to like call her ugly or call her fat or like say something racist. Like everyone was like, no, no. <laughs> but, it, but instead it was your paper bag leather pants. <laughs> and then for Kyle to be like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> she said ugly leather pants. It's okay, everyone. Like that is the funniest thing that's ever happened on on Beverly Hills. Oh, but like the thing that's like so disconcerting is that like it is a possibility. It's like, oh, yeah. She, it's like that everyone in the room thought that you were about to call her ugly. Like, because at, at this point, they know that they, they, they know or, the eating yeah. disorder background. And yeah. so for her to say something like body shamey or like appear a dragging her appearance or say something racist. Yeah. Like that everyone thought that that's where it was. That's not good. That's not good. That's not good. I hope that she can do some self-reflecting. I hope so, too. Um, I just, like, don't believe in the capability of the super wealthy to self-reflect. Well, no. There's yeah. no need to because there are no consequences. No. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. When she said that shit about, like, <laughs> not knowing that she was part owner in two minor league baseball teams, I was just like, do you... <laughs> hear yeah. yourself yeah yeah like I all of the support like when Lisa Rinna said on this week's episode that Harry has put contracts in front of her and said sign them I just uh, I just wonder if that's like a generational characteristic that's gonna die out because 
I'm sure a lot of like people, conservative people in the Midwest maybe would have that same experience, but like I'm not, I don't sign anything anymore without reading no. it. Like I don't care if it's so standard and whatever and meaningless and you know, etc. I still I read everything before I sign and yeah. even even in the moment when it's like I think we can all relate it's like legal jargon and you're just like god I don't even uh what and, could this possibly mean yeah it's like the, <laughs> the all the way that they that the, that everything's written is like designed to be confusing I'm like mm-hmm. okay you still have to make sense of the sentence like read a bitch read it like yeah I'm just not gonna sign anything I don't know because you're not an idiot yeah and that's <laughs> so like yeah, you know, I I just I feel like that might be something that's dying out with a generation above us. Perhaps. I hope so. I mean, I think that the I mean, this is a whole other thing, but like the whole like uh the way that we don't talk about money. Oh, I even know. though it's like we live in a capitalist society, it's like every it, it controls everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been kind of reflecting on that a little bit. Um I'm obviously seeing someone who is very good with money and I have like a history of not being so great with money. And I think the way he approaches money is different than the way I approach money. And we have not been seeing each other long enough to really talk about it. But if it gets serious, I would rather talk about it. Like I would rather know what their kind of style is long before long 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 before it comes time to meld the finances like I think a lot of couples wait um to talk about it until they are blending the finances and it's like no I mean I kind of want to make sure that the person that I'm with because especially because I'm so sensitive about it like living in a capitalist society it's like I want to make sure that I'm not getting too far with a person that doesn't, that is like a capitalist or doesn't want to like to, to me money, the whole entire point of money is that it should make me happy and that I should use it. It should, I should use it for ways to make me happy and to also do good. And so it's like, if you're not going to be aligned with my vision of how I plan to redistribute my wealth when I reach a certain level of wealth, if you're not going to be aligned with like the balance at which I would like to be frugal, but then also fucking enjoy myself, like then I need to make sure that, that that's, I know that that's not going to be a problem. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. Cause we're not, I don't know the like the, the way that Crystal was like, I don't really know all of our finances, but I'm sure that if I asked Rob, he would say yes. And if he said no, that would be a red flag. And I'm like, yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Go to go to that today. Go Right now. Right now. <laughs> Leave this talking head and go ask him. I mean, I don't understand. I couldn't imagine being in a I mean, I've been single my entire life and I've never envisioned myself being with someone who has more money than I do. And I'm incredibly independent. And so maybe that's part of it is that it's just like, yeah, I don't. It would be a real turn of events if I met like a gazillionaire and was like, oh, this is the love of my life. And now I'm rich as fuck now. And goodbye to you, hoes. Like that would be a real turn of events. I've never (laughs) even thought about that in my brain as a possibility, like ever, ever, ever. That would be I would be shocked by that. Um, I have always envisioned myself ending up with a partner where I make more or equal amounts of money as that person. Or at least we like sort of go back and forth on like who's making more money at the moment. And so I just can't imagine not being entirely aware of all of our finances and in on every decision that's being made. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a unique kind of privilege. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, God, I fucking check my credit score like every day. Yes. Too much, probably. <laughs> I could dial it back to once a week. It doesn't even change. It's right there in the app. It doesn't even change. They only like look at it. They only like report back or what the fuck ever once like or once, once every two or weeks or yeah. some shit. I look at it every day as if it's going to change. I know it's not going to change. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to do something. I uh, know. Well, yeah, you really got to do something. Um, okay, let's dive in. So we are covering uh, Real Housewives of Orange County, Season 9, Episode 13, Point Break. Ugh, this is a good one. This was fun, too, because you you let me choose, sort of. So I, like, gave I you... I did, yes. I mean, I'm always happy to... Dealer's choice is important to me. It is, yeah. Um, I... <sighs> Didn't have Orange County on the list for a while because I really didn't want to go back and watch them all again for reasons that I don't we we know we know. Um, And then I sucked it up for my commitment to this podcast, realized that the first five seasons of OC are absolutely pointless and nary an iconic moment exists. No. And then I got into the thick of it and I was like, oh, right. Yeah, Yeah. we. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Yeah. Um, so this is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. It's a great one. You know, I, I have, I had rewatched, uh, eight, nine and 10 because yes. you got to You got to get the full mm-hmm. Brooks arc at least once a year. Yeah. Uh, just to like cleanse myself. Yeah. And I love Lizzie. I love Lizzie too. And as I was a housewife. so bummed that she only got brought back as a friend of the following season. I don't know. I would say that the best position to be in is friend of. I know, but they didn't do her justice. Like, no. she really just kind of pops in and out in season 10. And I really think that that was, a, I think that that was a mistake. I think they should have brought her back for a second season. Also, I think that, that Lydia should have had a second season instead of bringing her back Unhinged. years later. Yes. I think she absolutely deserved a second season and they, they made some mistakes there. But I also think that, um, I don't know this for sure, but like just from what I do know, it does seem like Tamara and Vicky really had the producers by the balls yeah. for those years. And so I think if they didn't like them, that that made a big... For sure. Yeah, for sure. A big difference. I think that the Bravo's popularity in general has ballooned. Yes. Since when was, that was like 2013 mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And... um. And I think that it's just like it used to be that like the talent was driving the ship, but yeah. now Mm-mm. it's the god Andy Cohen, the god Jesus Christ. <laughs> he to which we pray nightly. <laughs> okay, so up to this point, this is Shannon's first season. She's thin as a rail. She is crumbling and on the verge of tears in every scene. Her marriage is clearly like literally we've never seen her truly be happy with David on camera. Um, Her marriage arc is just a bummer. It's so sad. Yeah. And she's just like every time you see them on screen together, it feels fragile. Um, Something that I find interesting is what has happened up to this point to lead to this altercation is that the women, Shannon's first season and Heather and Tamara have done a lot of discussion about Shannon. Um, 
basically being like, this bitch is headed to divorce. She's in a terrible marriage. And something that I never notice because I'm bad at noticing this, but they bring up repeatedly is that she is drunk all the time and she drinks a lot. I am very bad at identifying when the housewives are blacked out. I it's I like track it. Good for you. I just it's, I can't. It's very interesting to me how so especially this season how much of the plot is driven by what happens while intoxicated Mm. and I don't feel that that's typical of Orange County Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Beverly Hills 100 Mm -hmm. I mean Brandy was on the show for like what 100 years like yes that's Mm -hmm. like that conflict born of stuff she was awake for two of them yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes but but I just don't you don't really see that until it like really starts to become a conversation you know as a person that doesn't drink alcohol you would think that I would be more in tune but when people around me people on tv it's like I don't know that you're drunk unless you are slurring your words like I really just assume that you have had a cocktail and that's the end of it like I really do have trouble identifying that. And so even like not to get ahead of ourselves, but like, oh, I guess this we won't because this I just watched the next episode. So in the next episode after this altercation, they Heather Tamara mentioned she's like last night was a blur. And I was like, I had no idea that you were drunk this whole time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. When I was when I was rewatching this episode to prepare I was like, oh, Tamara's the drunkest person here. And God, you're so good. What's interesting to me about that is Shannon drinks in a very different way than mm-hmm. all of the other women. Mm-hmm. She she drinks vodka on the rocks, which is which, like, woo. That's not, you're not fucking around there. You're okay? not fucking you're, around. You're trying to. You're not trying yeah. to have a good time yeah. because even your drink is a bad time. Exactly. It tastes terrible. It tastes bad. It tastes awful when you could get the same effect with something that at least has a little flavor to yeah. it. Stop yeah. punishing yourself, yes. Shannon. Yes, you know, and it's yeah. and and Shannon is very. Uh, what's it called? I feel like everything about her is sublimated. She's very nothing. Nothing about her. She has like no tell. She has no mm-hmm. like, and and I think being on the show forced her to kind of just like unearth everything that she had yeah. been tamping down for her 13 mm-hmm. years of marriage mm-hmm. like not being heard being gaslit mm-hmm. all of this stuff that's happening she's incredibly passive aggressive like passive this aggressive. season the following season everything like I have the way that I have always felt about Shannon is like David Bedore is a monster he yeah. is a tr- tried and true monster Disgusting. a terrible man yeah. but what I see from Shannon is I'm like you are insufferable yeah. you hate everything that comes out of his mouth like you hate him someone told me once that there was a study done that the best um uh predictor predictor for divorce is um high resentment between couples and she is nothing but resentful for that man everything everything that comes out of his mouth she hates it everything like I remember there's a scene later on maybe two seasons from now where she takes her daughters to get makeup for the first time yeah and she is like there's she has no rhyme or reason for for 
she just says no. They yeah. want they want certain things. She's like, you can only get these things. And they're like, can I get this? And it's just the answer is no every single time. She takes them to go get makeup, but it's like they can only get the one things. And for no other reason where it's like, she doesn't even take a second to be like, could I let them experiment creatively with this thing? Is this no. healthy? Are there implications? It's always just like, no, 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 no. She's so like, she is insufferable. Like, I don't want to hang out with her. I would not want to be married to her. No. And she's just so passive aggressive in the way that like, I I don't like, I wonder what Shannon Storms was like pre-David. Because I'm like, are you just an insufferable person anyways? Is yeah. This well, and especially since she talks, she the only time you see her light up in any way is when she talks about like, being Guns N' Roses fan like oh my god like being so into rock like being and like the way that she and David met which to me feels like it probably felt like a fairy tale to her Mm -hmm. like this is somebody who like she grew up she was a debutante like she came Mm -hmm. from a very specific background yes uh David was working class but then became really successful through his business and to me like you, you like in this whirlwind relationship with someone who's super different from you and then you get pregnant so you get married yeah you know and mm-hmm. and so I feel like the the memories that she has are like not rooted in reality reality yeah. at all mm-hmm. and which of course would or make a you strong resentful. foundation exactly not yeah. a strong foundation no, this was mm-hmm. not a, a love born a marriage born of mutual appreciation and respect <laughs> yeah okay no no the way that they speak to each other is just like oh it's so bad horrifying yeah it is the textbook definition of resentment like that is kind of if you're wondering whether or not you feel resentful towards someone it's like wait if your partner leaves the room and they've just been like kind of being extra it's like are you being like oh my god like we love they're so silly like we love it or are you being like oh god he's so annoying like there it is you know yikes even if like and I think about that a lot as someone who's in a 12-step program the hardest step that to go through is step four at which you are listing making a a catalog of your an inventory of your resentments like it really is super poisonous yes and she mm, they are poisoned for (laughs) sure so she has been Lots of people are like kind of having conversations, noting that she's in this terrible marriage, that she's a little fragile. And the like inciting event is that um, there was an email that David sent that he was like, I don't want to continue on with our marriage. And Shannon told Tamara, Tamara told Heather. Heather was on camera, but at a dinner with like people that don't really know Shannon talking about it, kind of her close friends. And that was a huge, huge issue. Obviously, Shannon's trying to do a lot of damage control. Prior to this, she went unannounced to Heather's house to confront her about it, which is where we get the iconic moment of, we're done here. We're done. Please leave. leave. So now it's like Heather and Shannon have been having all this trouble all season. Shannon had that that party and there was a confrontation and Shannon literally was this is one of my favorite scenes where Shannon's like <laughs> listening to the conversation like this. She's laying back on the couch and then Heather's saying she goes, oh, Heather, you don't have to talk so condescending to people and starts like, Drunk. yes. And so he, ah, there it is. Drunk. Drunk. Yeah. Uh, 
but she like starts barking at Heather telling her that she's condescending which I mean she is but also sure. like she wasn't fucking talking to you so no. chill out yeah um and so Heather's offended because she yelled at her at the house and then she comes to her house and like definitely I think the theme is like Shannon's like I don't yell and Heather's like you're always yelling at me and she's like no I'm not I'm not the person that gets upset and it's like that's the only thing that we've seen from you you do yell and you do get upset (laughs) yeah run it back (laughs) like which they do oh you know what I feel like shady editing is is a much more of a, a current phenomenon it is but Shannon got a shady edit in her first season in a way that I yeah. deeply respect. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She did. But I mean, listen, they work with what you give them, course, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, so here we are. Um, Vicky and Brooks meet up with Terry and Heather and Vicky is sort of just recapping. Vicky's on on Shannon's side and she's trying to talk. She's like, listen, this is what Shannon told me what happened. Tell me your side of the story, but also I'm going to like defend my girl in this moment. Um, it is interesting that this episode exists in like truly what can only be like a six episode arc in which like Brooks is not the drama. I know. Which I find fascinating. Yes. Like we get like four seasons of Brooks and it's it's all about him and all about the drama around him the whole time. And this like it is like the one like Terry even later makes a joke. I shouldn't have like kept going with the episode, but I wanted to finish the the confrontation. Like Terry makes a joke later. He's like, Brooks, you started this because it's like <laughs> Vicky and Brooks for once are literally just in the corner, like not involved. <laughs> The whole the whole episode, Vicky is like willfully. I will not go outside. I am not getting involved. She's look. She looks like this. Like she knows. She, it's it's all over her face because she knows that Tamara's being shady. But the whole time she's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, which like, is fun. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so she's basically explaining. She's like, you, Shannon says that you kicked her out. Shannon didn't yell at you at the thing. And, and Heather's like, listen, whatever she's telling you happened, it was not that dramatic. And honestly, it wasn't. I mean, I think she handled it really well. Like if, if an unhinged Shannon, who I don't know that well, came to my house unannounced to yell at me and got a little buck like she did, I would also be like, you need to get the fuck out of here. Like, this is not appropriate whatsoever. No. Yeah. I think, you know, so for her Especially to be like, she they're kicked suffering. me out. They're suffering in that small rental. Oh, my God. <laughs> suffering. Uh, tiny and smelly. Um, so Shannon's at home making dinner for the girls. And I just wrote, Shannon hates David with everything inside of her. Yeah. Her like, like uh, begrudgingly moving that crock pot around the kitchen island. Just like, I'm like every, is that plugged every in? motion so full of hate. So full of hate. She asked him, so Sophie's going on a trip to Italy with her Latin class. Uh, David is. Like you do when you're 13. Oh my God. I know. It's so affluent. I'm like, guys, give me a break. David is. Um chaperoning and so she like asks him like three times to get out the packing list and it's like girls wash your hands and like everything everything is just so I can't imagine having that be my mom I would just be on edge the way she approaches it like yeah I don't know um 
also I find that interesting because that's like you know that David was like flirting with the other moms that were there without their husbands 100%. on that trip yeah he was probably like he seems very creepy to me so I bet the other moms in the Italian class or the Latin class are like Jesus fucking Christ he's coming yeah well yeah. I will say and I think that this is like historical but like he started the affair like yeah. the affair that broke their marriage like right before right before she started the show mm-hmm. which i think is crazy <laughs> in terms of crazy. like timeline lineup but also like of of course like this is such a good distraction for her well i think that's know. what a lot of husbands think yes. that's what kelsey grammar thought that's why he, yeah. he was like yeah this will distract her she won't notice yeah that i'm off having a second family in new york yeah yeah i think that that's typically what they think so lizzie's gonna have a dinner party at her beach house which is under renovation and so we get a weird little throwaway scene where her husband who's a contractor but we love christian i love christian do we I love Christian. Okay, he, did the he, most basic man. Uh, oh, I true. brought Fireball for us to take shots. I yeah. love him. Yeah, I what mean, a little idiot. What, <laughs> he is a little fucking idiot. But didn't he like do something weird after they got off the show, like divorcing her and like did some shady custody shit? Oh well, I don't like that. I don't know about that. I'll have to I dive don't, into don't, that. Don't sue me, allegedly. Um, <laughs> Slander. Yeah, I finally have a little bit of money. Don't sue me. Uh, <laughs> just a little. Um, but I worked so hard for it. Okay, so Tamara goes to Vicky's office and we get this strange scene where Vicky and Tamara both talk about how they hate going potty. First of all, y'all, what are we doing? We're like 60 years old. Why are we using the term going potty? Also, they know that you can't, you're not supposed to hold it all day. It's very bad it's for It's very your bad for you. And also, I just literally have never met a single soul on the planet who's like, God, I hate going to the bathroom. It's so inconvenient. It interrupts my day. It's like the only time I've ever heard that is when people try and like kick up their water intake and they're just like, gosh, you just pee all day long. But literally, you are literally relieving yourself. Yeah. I've never felt anything but great yes. leaving the bathroom. Every time. So, and I've never felt anything but like uncomfortable up to having to go to the bathroom. So for them to both talk about it as if it's like this inconvenient thing and that they're so relatable is like, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? And I just wrote capitalism at work. Yeah. Well, I mean, these women are going from straight from coffee to wine. Okay. There's no, (laughs) there's no other liquid going in. Yeah. So like they're both. Yeah. I mean, well, I find... Vicky Vicky is my least favorite housewife. Yeah. And bad. I find her the way she approaches work to just be horrific. Horrific. Like it really fucking irks me the way she's just so so obsessed with work and thinks that everyone else should be and like can't see a world in which people's jobs is not their greatest passion also what is wrong with you that you love selling insurance that much like what is wrong i think that and you know it's interesting because there are parallels with ramona on this too yeah the idea that financial independence is what makes you valuable valuable mm-hmm. um especially with, like this whole thing it's like it's a man's world and i'm like i'm gonna show that yeah like, it's I can be super just... like first wave feminism bullshit. yes it's yeah. really tough as a socialist yes <laughs> who's obsessed with this universe to watch to to like see how 
Like she literally says, I don't want to take time away from being with clients, i.e. making money to go to the bathroom. Yeah, there's absolutely no recognition of like any kind of balance, like in having any kind of balance within your life. It's so it's just like and for her, she's always working on trips and she's always working like I'm just like, do you value anything else? And part of me feels like if she wasn't working all the time, maybe then she would realize she's a terrible person and has no personality and like no redeeming qualities. And maybe that's why she's obsessed with selling insurance. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. 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 Not great. And also, I'm just like, you are the devil. Yeah. Because you are super rich selling insurance. I know. Which is just the most immoral thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, you are benefiting on people getting fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like what she, like, she has been, like, continually expanding her, you know, she'll die empire. Yep. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I do pity Vicky, even though I think that she is dark inside. Yeah, I think she's dark inside. I just think that it's like, you know, we talk a lot about the way that these women have their money. And like, I think that we like to, it's a lot of people analyze it in the sense of like, are they doing something illegal or are they not? And it's like, there's also this other thing where I promise you Vicky has paid every dollar that is owed to the tax to the tax man like 100% but like she's getting her money immorally yeah she's getting her money immorally yeah she's not doing anything good for anyone she sells it as though she is like oh I'm here to offer you coverage so that you're not fucked in a particular situation it's like no that's profiting I'm profiting off of you being this exploitative yes system yeah yes totally um so in, so now we're going to the party. Shannon says in the limo. Cause, so Shannon, I don't know if she was goaded by a producer. I think that's the only way. but Or if she just decided, this is what I'm going to let fly tonight. She reveals that in private, Tamara has told her multiple times that Terry said that he wanted to take down the Bedores. And so now it's being set up that this is the whole thing. She's going to like bring this to light at dinner. And as soon as she gets there immediately, she pulls Tamara aside and says in very like on camera language, she's like, it's her first season. It is her first season. It's so sloppy. She's like, she's like, I am, I need you to acknowledge that for the listeners, I am pretending to be Shannon looking back and forth at the camera (laughs) as I'm saying things. (laughs) Um, She's like, I need you to acknowledge that you did this thing basically off camera and now I'm going to bring it on camera and, you know, we're going to talk about it now. And Tamara immediately is like, "Mm, I never said that. Yeah, because it's her ninth season and she's not an idiot. (laughs) She's also just like, so she's just a well-oiled machine. Yeah, It's her job. She's a housewife. Yeah. Yes, she is a housewife. You're right. There's, I mean, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. Um, And so Tamara denies it. And thus begins Shannon's unraveling. One second. We can agree that Tamara 100% said this. We can agree yeah. that. Yes. Um, and now, do I think Terry said this? No, I no. do not. Well, here's what I think 
maybe happen. Okay. So think about season eight. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't season eight. It was earlier that season at the hoedown, right? Oh, yeah. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, Terry and Heather are building their their uh, dream, dream home. home. That's like my real nightmare. Um, talk about wealth hoarding. Um, and... Shannon and David live in the same development um and there's like a little bit of talk of like oh I can like playful in the the Terry and Heather way authentic to them that we've seen throughout seasons or whatever Mm -hmm. that they like you know they're like a little bit of shitty bullies they're just like oh well our lamp that's bigger than yours and like Mm -hmm. stuff like that oh we can see your house from ours like because you're down there the little is it that little house or you know like yeah playful manner she's like pointing to a public school she's like oh is that that tiny house Do you live at so small. Um, <laughs> so I could see in a playful manner them being like, "Yeah, let's take them down," or like something like, "Like, like, like, let's make yes. our house cooler also, than their house." Terry loves to be on TV. Oh, um, and so I think that, and I also think he's not as good at like he loves to be on TV. He's not like out here producing TV. He loves to be the talent. Yes. And so even though he's not, I don't think he's behind closed doors, like trying to manipulate storylines. I do think he would very sloppily m- say something about being on a show. Mm-hmm. And I think that if, uh, Heather was having all this trouble with Shannon he he would jokingly be like let's take him down let's yeah. make her the villain of the season whatever like, totally never in a million years would he mean that seriously in a real he's way he's not a producer he's the talent no and also like Terry DeBro doesn't need to worry about no this the Bedores Bedores yeah. and DeBros I don't like that that's that's confusing I know it is <laughs> but like just to that and that's what makes it so absurd. Yeah. And I think the fact that so you have it play that like it's entirely possible that like some kind of suggestion of this that has been grossly misinterpreted happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not totally false, but because Shannon is in a precarious position with her mm-hmm. mental health at this mm-hmm. point, she is just like I also I also think that Tamara if she witnessed that she 1000% knew that it was a joke and she went to Vicky and and Shannon as if it was you down 100% mm -hmm. because she's done it before she's just a potster she's such a potster I mean she knows how to do her job she knows she does housewives for how long 15 seasons yeah 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 um so Liz, I wrote Lizzie's dumb husband is doing a speech and it's Love Christian and it's stupid. But then what we get, like what I liked was we got everyone sort of being like, why are you talking? Wrap it up. But then <laughs> this is the season that Vicky does the thing that makes me want to light the ground on fire and watch the world burn, which is she does that thing that when she's bored, she snores when she's bored at something that someone says she's, she starts snoring. And I just like, I have never encountered something so rude in my entire life to the point that when I watch her do it, I literally, my heart beats faster because it makes, if someone did that to me, I would choose violence. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if somebody did that to me, I would think violence um, and I would probably cry in front of them. Oh, but I'm working on that. (laughs) 
That's good. One of my favorite things, <laughs> one of my favorite things that I will never do because I'm just like not a mean person, but I wish I had the, I wish I was a mean person is um to like if you're having like a tense argument with someone or a tense conversation to be like, are you going to cry? <laughs> oh my God. I would like, I heard that somewhere and I was like, God, that's a Someone trick. Someone said that to me. That's a and tr- I did. That's a trick that I'm going to have to keep in my pocket that I will never use. Cause I'm just not that person, but no. damn, I wish I was. Ugh. Um, yeah, the, the the snoring thing, truly, I... She's a monster. I would, I would hit her. I would hit her. I've, yeah, I would hit her. I would physically attack someone if they did that to me. Because it's, it's unimaginably... Unimaginably rude. rude. Yeah. To, to, I could write a paper about it. Yeah. And we will. And we will. <laughs> Peer reviewed. Um, okay, so... <laughs> I'm I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this next part. I'm just telling myself that. They ask Brooks. They're talking about body parts, okay? I'm just going to say that now. Tamara's talking about... They're basically... It starts by... It starts in a very, like, gen, like normal way where it's like you are genetically predisposed to have, like, amazing legs or, like, a great ass or whatever. And everyone's got their thing that they're like, oh, I love this thing about me. And so... Tamara asks Brooks what Vicky's best body part is. And so he starts with by saying her brain. He's in love with her brain. He loves who she is. Mm, cute. Love it. So they're like, boo. Because they're drunk. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. You're so good. They're like, boo. That's not what we were asking about. And before they even get that out, before they are even like clarifying, (laughs) before they even reassign, you know, he says, there's no doubt it's her vagina. I love it down there. (laughs) Sick. And then her follow up is, well, I only had C-sections. So it's perfect. Oh, and I'm I like, hated that. You're so gross, Vicky. Fuck you. It's like, that's not how vaginas work. Yeah. Um, I- yeah. I mean, first of all, like where to start? That is so inappropriate to say, don't talk about your partner's vagina in front of other people. L- read the room. Like, first of all, not as that. Not also, only, you know not that only, no one likes you. Not only is that so inappropriate to say, but it's like they were talking about like fitness. They were talking about aesthetics. They were talking about being predisposed to having perky tits. Like, that's not even in the category of what we were talking about. And it's so weird to be like, my chick's got the best puss. Like, sick. And then for Vicky to follow up and be like, basically like my v- vagina wasn't ruined by children is so antiquated. Disgusting. Disgusting. So just like perpetuating patriarchical, disgusting, yeah, like heteronormative. Like, oh my god, disgusting. garbage, garbage, garbage people. Yeah, um, we did it. We got through that section. <sighs> I was worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I every once in a while comes a moment where I'm reading through my notes and I'm like, oh no, not this part. <laughs> <laughs> not you this do the part. Good and the bad. <laughs> I know, I know. Sometimes it just like really makes me want to fucking throw up. <laughs> um. Okay, so now we're in it. So at the table, Tamara tells Terry and Heather 
about what Shannon had said. And Terry doesn't miss a beat. He literally, he hears it. He's like, that's ridiculous. And he's like, Shannon, you say that? (laughs) Did you say that I want to take you down? (laughs) I love also that like Lizzie like sat them apart purposefully to like not Uh, deal with it. And it just made it so much worse because they had to yell. Yeah. Oh, um, Vicky, this is when Vicky says in her confessional, she's like, Tamara told me that too. So at this point, we know that Tamara said We know that she did. Of course. Yes. Um, And so they're like, they're arguing. They're going back and forth. David pipes in and says, you got caught talking about our marriage when you shouldn't be talking. And in that moment, I was like, you sure about that? (laughs) You sure about that, bitch? Because you did send her an email saying that you don't want to be married to her anymore. An so email. An email. An, an email. An email. You've been married for almost 15 years. Yeah. That's bad. That is really bad. That's really bad. And so, and also like t- Tether, or Tether, <laughs> Tether. Yeah, let's just say it. Tether will be together forever. 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 Like they have a solid, strong marriage. What do you mean you shouldn't be talking? Like that yeah. was, the projection was chaotic. Yeah. Um, also, it just really felt like they were grasping at straws because it's like when you're fighting, you could, there's plenty that you could pull, extract from to make fun of them or shit on them or whatever. And it's like them having a bad marriage is not one of them. No. Well, and it's also it's like you have to you have to recognize that this is like they're playing on an amateur level. Okay, they are. And this Mm -hmm. is the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely outmaneuvered. Yeah, for sure. Christian does a terrible thing and tries to break up and end the fight (laughs) by doing a toast. And everyone's like the producers were probably like get out of here man like we're like they like took him off camera for us they like took his mic you're like you've been demoted you're a fucking idiot like (laughs) hello um and so they're going back and forth they're going back and forth and christian makes a toast to try and break it up and at which point Tamara just looks at heather and goes let's go (laughs) in a way that like it reminded me of like if you're like four years old and acting up at target and your mom looks at you and says let's go (laughs) you know you're in for it you're in so much trouble and so she just says let's go and so they go Tamara and heather go out to the balcony this tiny balcony this tiny balcony where all the drama happens heather is mortified yes she's like i'm mortified by all of this i'm she's also acknowledges she's like i'm mortified that terry just like sparked at her across the table terry's drunk uh yeah here listen and i will also go back because uh lizzie comments to christian earlier in the episode who's gonna drink fireball with you and he's like terry will oh i missed that i don't know why you're so so good you are so good i literally need you to like i need to like consult you on every episode just text me I don't have the instincts that you have. It's unbelievable. Um, So Tamara's like, I never said that, Heather. I never said that. I never said that, Heather. Liar. She did. And she says, you know what? Shannon's really drunk right now. Which, again, it's like, I would have never known. Yeah. 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 I thought it was just a classic mental breakdown. No. No. Fueled by liquor. Yeah. Um, But that does make a lot of sense. Yes. So Terry's inside and he's trying to, like, clear the air 
he's he apologizes he's like all right i shouldn't have like barked like that or whatever and he's trying to like keep things chill when david comes back and says you you want to take us down you can't take us down and terry like very accurately is like I was trying to make this chill and then you come at me with a weird veiled threat like that. Like that was really unnecessary, basically. Like, oh, you can't. But then it like now Terry's popping off again. We were we were good. We were getting there. And then Terry's back to like popping off. He's like, well, I want to apologize because he loves being on camera. I know. I know. He is like a little show pony. I love him. Um, So Heather and Tamara come back. And David is doing something that I absolutely hate where he's looking at Eddie and being like, this is your wife's fault. Like, basically, you need to, like, get your woman in line, at which point Tamara walks in on that. And she's like, "Uh, you want to talk to my husband about me? Then talk to me. And he's like, well, I'm not going to yell at the dinner table. And she's like, great, let's go outside. Onto this tiny yelling bag. Again, rookie pro. Rookie pro idiot yeah he's so flailing um and so Tamara brings david outside and so eddie and shannon are just kind of like lurking which i find interesting and Tamara's defending herself and you know explaining the lunch and the this and well i told her this and then i i acknowledged that i didn't i lied and i told you i didn't say anything and like just all this fucking back and forth which at this point is so stupid because it's like listen the email's out there babe move along yeah like and this is when shannon gets buck it's what we've been waiting for (sighs) she's flailing yeah she's flailing and i feel like you see you see like maybe this could be she could be capable of this like yeah in in episodes leading up to this yes. right let's not forget this is shannon's first season yes okay and we're almost at the how many episodes are in the season 18 Ooh, um i think that's because they go to bali after this so i think since they have bali's a big trip bali's after this so i think they might be like 22 episodes. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so so it's like I feel like we see like all of it like simmering under the surface and this is kind of like okay well are we going to see is she a screamer or is she not mm-hmm. it's like and yeah. the, the Orange County cast is almost screamers, screamers. yeah mm-hmm. so she's flailing her eyes get wild and her whole thing is basically like she never uses the term but she's like I'm being gaslit right now like she's like everyone is turning this around on me as if I did something wrong now you did do something wrong. Yeah. You like are freaking the fuck out. You stormed over to Heather's house to demand that you get answers. And like you're turning everything that's happening to you into like a poor me situation. She and also she- is the first person who shared the email with yeah. Tamara. Yeah. This like, is your fault, Shannon. And also it's like you don't actually know this person. So if you didn't want this to be part of the show, then why would you share it with someone that you don't know that is your castmate? Because like, I think she's vindictive and I think that she was trying to get David. Yeah, that's I don't true. think that she knew how it was gonna I don't think she's stupid. No, 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 no. Yeah. She knew that the writing was on the wall. It's like yes. who's gonna come out on top? Yeah. In the like the legacy of our marriage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, it's my turn now. It's my turn now. Cause she feels that she's being silenced, even though she's screaming and Heather's very calm. And she's like, you cannot scream at me again. again. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love Heather. And then she's, she's running. She's on the move. She's running. She's leaving the situation. She's flailing. 
Tamara is chasing her. And, and you're right. This is obviously Tamara was drunk in this moment. Cham- Tamara is chasing her like an EMT, trying to like strap her down and put the straight jacket on her, which I, at that point, I'm like, that would lose me. That would like make me freak out even more. It's like, that's the wrong thing to do. Like, don't try and like, basically like hug or grab or like constrain the person who is like having a freak out you need to get the fuck away from them but she runs through the dinner going you will all see the truth you will all see the truth (laughs) it's really dark it's so dark it's also just I'm like what is this like is this like a political drama? Like, what do you mean you will all see the truth? Did the queen just like chop off your hands? <laughs> what are you? What's the truth, Shannon, that we'll all see? It's so insane. Even, even drunk Tamara, ever the instrument of the show, mm-hmm. trying to keep her in the in the room, right? So we yeah. see it all yes. happen, yes. right? Because Shannon's running. Like, in my mind, what we didn't see on camera is she's going in every room. She, like, runs into (laughs) a room. How do I get out? (laughs) And then, like, runs out and then runs into another room that's, like, clearly not the exit. But she's just got to, like, expel some energy. Also, that house is, like, under construction. So it's like, like, where am I? (laughs) And she gets outside and Tamara almost, like, pins her against the wall insane this was so chaotic of Tamara to do and that in in that moment I'm yes drunk drunk in that moment I'm just like Tamara yeah you gotta back off and I do feel bad for Shannon in that moment but I think she knows that that's gonna keep riling her up yeah so I'm just gonna keep going into the next episode into the end of this altercation because it does split off before something really iconic happens which is that Heather decides the good thing to do in this moment would be to call an ambulance (laughs) which is like sorry what like that 150 her ass in her first season Heather, I was on your side. And then you got to come out here saying that we're calling 911 because she's having a breakdown while she's hammered. Did you go to college? Did you go to college? Did she? I don't know. (laughs) I know she's an actress. Maybe not. (laughs) But even then, even so, like, and Christian comes in and is like, what would we need an ambulance for? And she's like, well, I think she's having like a psychotic break. And he's like, mm, yeah, no, we don't need an ambulance for that. Like, no. and also she's not having a psychotic she break. She wasn't. She's definitely having a nervous breakdown in that moment. Like a, a, a full, she's having a little episode, but like, no, we don't need authorities. There's nothing an authority is going to do. There's nothing like, there's no like synapsy snapping in her brain. She's a couple vodkas deep and she's like lose, about to get full divorced lose it yes (laughs) full tumblers of vodka like uh but i just love that they take a minute to really consider they really take time to consider whether or not how can we help her 911 how can we help her let's call stick her with an ambulance bill how about that yeah um so after that happens shannon calms down and in like the most bizarre way is like okay everyone um you know, I'm not the person that gets upset at parties, so I don't know the protocol. Um, I guess goodbye. <laughs> I'm like, she's like on a pageant stage and she's like draws it out forever. She's like, so I don't know. I don't, I guess I, well, I'm going to leave. I'm sorry. I got upset. I don't know what to do. 
I'm not the person who gets upset at parties. It's like, we've seen you get upset at every party that you've been at this whole season. Yeah. But Shannon also, that is like such a, that's a signature move of hers is to be like, I'm not this person. And it's like, we've seen you do that. You are are that person. You are exactly that person. Yeah. You're on camera being that person all day, every day. And that's it. (sighs) Iconic. So good. It's just so like good. to see her fucking flailing. You will all see the truth. You will all see. <laughs> I hope to do that one day. <laughs> just like run out of a dinner party. You will all see the truth. Yeah. It's it's so unhinged. It's the reason why I love the show. I know. I know. And I do. It, it gave me like bits of Kelly at Scary Island just in the way she was so like disconnected from reality. And I wish that we'd gotten like a little more follow up of like, dude, why did you fucking flip out that night? Like, I just think at the end of the day, you're right. Like she was just green to the game. Yeah. She was just green. You got to know how to play. Yeah. Because otherwise you get fucked. It's kind of, it reminded me of how I, Crystal did not attend that one dinner in Tahoe because she was just like, oh fuck. Like I, I am overwhelmed by what the reality of this is and I need, I need to step back. But you mean reacting to being on a reality show like a normal fucking person? Yes. That is what I'm describing (laughs) right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You're right. (laughs) And I, I just feel like in that, that it kind of reminds me of that, of her just being so overwhelmed by the the reality of like what it means to film a show like this. And, and instead I, of taking yeah. a minute, she was like, I'm just going to drink a fuck ton of vodka and go off, queen. Yeah. Yeah. Just a full glass. Just choke it on down. Great goose. <sighs> With a lot of lime. Couldn't it's be not me. good. Check on your friends. <laughs> Just check on your friends. Check on your friends. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. Oh, that's good. What um, drink are you ordering at the bar? Yeah, yeah. Because if it's just friends. straight, yeah. if it's just straight vodka, then we should talk. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. What else before we wrap up? <sighs> I mean, I think that uh, season nine is really interesting. This kind of like, like build up and exploration of like the like falling apart of their marriage Mm -hmm. and then like to go straight into season 10, which is to me one of the most iconic seasons of housewives on record. Uh, Brooks lying about cancer, Megan King Edmonds, just like so much goodness there. I think that this episode stands out in this season as being a little bit more like, what? what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Like fe- feeling fuck? like it's like uh, yeah, like because the season itself is like not it has heavy this unhinged energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when they're out of their element yes. and like yeah, you know everyone's partying and jet lag. And Bali's a wild trip. I mean, they get bucket Bali. You'll never see me ever again. Isn't that Tamara's line? That she ch- takes off her shoes so she can run away from the table. You'll never see me ever again. Perfect incredible i love that we went this whole time without talking about danielle one time the friend of friend of oh fuck uh, that's right she, but she's so boring she doesn't even like index on the it's like she I, doesn't yeah i don't i don't recall her if i saw her out in public i wouldn't recognize she her. goes to bali you're right <laughs> isn't that crazy you're right 
She's there. She's there. But she was at this dinner party. She was. Well, and she was also in that scene. Or no, I, I guess, again, I'm getting myself later after the dinner party. There's a scene with just Tamara, Heather and her. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, rip, honey. Yeah. You didn't make a splash. No. Can't, be, can't all be like Dana Wilkie, you know? Listen, may we all be like Dana Wilkie. Can you believe I've got to go like you're the only one that did a seat that's done a season two Beverly Hills recap. I got to get someone in there soon to do like a well, you know, I'll let you back Tempest in a tea party <laughs> to do, uh, you know, something. Yeah, we got to get in there. We'll do a panel. Lay, lies and lays and lanai. Oh. <sighs> so good. So good. My favorite White Lotus meme is the one of um, Ken and uh kim at the table in hawaii and it says the white lotus 2021 oh my god <laughs> yes Perfect. um okay where can the people find you people can find me online i'm very online at esburn it's my handle you can find comedy hot takes as well as resources for how to get involved through your local mutual aid efforts mm-hmm. yes before we started recording Aaron and I talked a lot about being socialists and <laughs> loving socialism so definitely recommend get radicalized you know, yeah get radicalized y'all we love it yeah. if you're not a socialist listening to this podcast DM me ask me why I am I'll tell you all about yeah. it yeah, yeah slide into mine too I'm prepared to talk to you about all of it wealth redistribution yes. everything we can do yeah. to turn our crumbling society yes. yeah uh-huh uh-huh yeah. okay bye bye, bye.